Hi, this is Pastor David Cooper. Thank you for joining my podcast. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you. I also want to ask you to share the podcast with others. Together, we can make an impact in people's lives as we introduce them to the Word of God. Thank you for your partnership and ministry of the Mount Perrin family and our outreach. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you today. Let's talk about one of our favorite subjects, healing. We're all interested in healing. We want to live a healthy life. The Bible has a lot to say to us about how to live a healthy life and also God's healing power at work in our lives. As we look together the 23rd Psalm, the psalmist David refers to the healing oil that the shepherd ministers to the sheep. He says of the Lord, you anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Sheep are oftentimes wounded, and they come in very tired from a hot day. Sheep are often wounded in the process of traveling and grazing in pastures. There can be cuts to their head or even their nose that happen when they're grazing among the thorns. And we all know that this world in which we live is a world full of thorns and thistles. As God told Adam and Eve, the world would be after the fall. And just as there are physical thorns, there are certainly spiritual and circumstantial thorns in our lives. And just like the sheep, we get tired and stressed out. We get wounded and hurt by many things in life. And sheep would come in, oftentimes from a day grazing out in the pastures, traveling to different places in the heat of the day. They would come in tired from the day and the long treks that they would take across the slopes and the plains. And sometimes they were wounded in the journey. The shepherd had oil. The oil was used to bandage up their wounds and to heal them in the points of their hurt. And the shepherd's oil is a representation of the good shepherd, Jesus himself, the great physician. And the oil is a representation of the Holy Spirit and the spiritual healing that God's grace gives in our hearts and our minds. Now, the oil of the shepherd can also be seen as an ointment, not just an oil that is poured, but an ointment or what we would call a salve that we use for cuts in our medicine today. And so the shepherd carried with him this healing oil, this ointment, to treat the wounds and the hurts of the sheep. During the summertime, there were swarms of incest and parasites that disturbed the sheep, especially nose flies. They get into the nasal cavity, lay eggs, which cause severe inflammation in the sheep's head. And shepherds will apply the ointment in advance to protect the sheep from such parasites. They'll smear all of this oil and this ointment on their heads and on their nose to protect them from these parasites. The ointment also on their heads is interesting that they ever get into a fight and start butting heads that they actually kind of slip off of each other. That's an interesting analogy of how the Lord wants us to live. And I do think that when we are filled with the Spirit and when we're living our lives more under the anointing of God, then we're not nearly as combative and we get over our injuries. You know, the grace of God on our lives will give us a forgiving heart. We don't hold on to resentments and arguments and disagreements. And when there's normal friction in relationships. So there are many analogies 
as to why David writes about the oil that he uses as a shepherd and understanding the healing power of the grace of God that comes through God, our shepherd. The oil represents the Holy Spirit. There are many references in the Bible where oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit's ministry and work in our lives. For example, in Mark chapter 6 and verse 13, we know that the disciples at times would anoint the sick with oil. It was a practice continued in the church to this day that James writes about in James 5 and 16. Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them anoint him or her with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. So we in church, in our worship services, and in ministering to people, when we go to pray for their healing, we'll anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to remind the person who is sick that the Holy Spirit does the work. We can't heal anyone. We can treat illnesses, but only God can heal. And so the sacrament of anointing the sick with oil is an act of faith. It's a recognition that only the Holy Spirit has healing grace and that we're looking to God for a miracle. And that's why we anoint the sick with oil and pray the prayer of faith. Oil also represents in the Bible the consecrating work of the Spirit. When somebody is consecrated into ministry, set apart for ministry, it represents the power of the Holy Spirit coming on a person. In Exodus 29, verse 7, we know that oil was poured on the priest and on the garments of the priest as they went into their ministry because the Levitical priests were being set apart as a separate tribe, the tribe of Levi, into the work of the ministry. And we are called and consecrated into areas of ministry. All of us have spiritual gifts and callings in the church. And we need to be consecrated by the Spirit. We need to dedicate ourselves to whatever ministry God has called us to do and say, Lord, I trust your Holy Spirit to consecrate me, make me holy and prepared and set apart. Every ministry in the church is sacred. It's easy to look at the pastor and preaching as a sacred ministry or leading in worship or many of the pastoral offices or positions of leadership. But you know, the psalmist said in Psalm 84, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the ungodly. Even opening the doors and greeting people on campus is a sacred ministry as far as God is concerned. Many of the priests in the Old Testament were just responsible for setting up the tabernacle, taking care of the furniture, what we would call the ministry of maintenance. But you know, that was a part of the Levitical priesthood. Even if you have a job in the church that's kind of behind the scenes and you're setting up rooms and you're preparing facilities, you feel like I'm just working behind the scenes, you need to see that as a sacred ministry and consecrate yourself and dedicate yourself. It's not a job. It's not a lesser role in the church. Everything we do in the house of God and for the kingdom of God and for the cause of Christ is a sacred ministry. And we need to be anointed by the Spirit, whatever your ministry is however small you may think it is or large, it's equally important in God's sight. Embrace it as a calling. Set yourself apart and say, this is who I am. This is what I find joy in doing. This is what I'm called to do. And I always pray, Lord, give me a fresh anointing today to do the ministry you've given me to do. 
that people may come to know Christ as Savior. And the oil of the Spirit represents the the power of the Spirit that comes upon us for ministry because we can't minister in our own strength. What is the point of doing ministry in the flesh? It has no power. It has no profit. It doesn't benefit everyone. Real ministry flows from our hearts because we love people and we want to help them. We trust that somehow the Holy Spirit's anointing will flow through us. When Samuel anointed young David to be the next king of Israel, the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13, that he, he took out a horn of oil that he had brought to Jesse's house and he poured it on David and it just ran all down his shepherd's garments. And the Bible says in 1 Samuel 16, 13, from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David with power. David was called to be king that day in his father's house. He was consecrated by the prophet of God, set apart as the next king. And when the oil was poured upon him, the power of the Spirit came upon him. That's why David was able to conquer Goliath. People marvel over the story of how a young man outsized, outarmed could do such a thing. He didn't do that in his own power. That's not a story about motivation and you can just do whatever you want to do and conquer any giant you face. You go conquer John in your own power, you're going to lose that battle. If you try to accomplish great things in your own strength, you're going to lose that fight and fall short. But you can conquer your giants if you depend upon the power of the Spirit. You can accomplish great things if you depend upon the power of the Spirit. Jesus used the same analogy at the end of his ministry, right before he returned to heaven and told the disciples to go wait in Jerusalem. At the end of Luke's gospel records him saying in Luke 24, 49 to them, go wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. And just like the high priest garments and the priest garments were soaked with that oil when they were anointed, just like David's clothing was soaked with that oil when Samuel poured it on him. Spiritually speaking, we all have on spiritual clothing that is anointed by the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, you'll be clothed with power from on high. And that's what the baptism of the Spirit is about. That's what the work of the Spirit is about. It's about coming to that place of submission in your own heart that you realize your powerlessness, your need of grace to do ministry. And say, Lord, pour out the oil of your Spirit upon me today. Paul put it this way in 2 Corinthians 4, 7. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. You and I are like a a jar made of clay. And inside it, there's a treasure. There's the oil of the Spirit. And that's what ministry is. Just through the clay of our natural lives and yet flows out of us the anointing of the Holy Spirit that God flows from us, ministers through us to others. That comes because we recognize our need of the Spirit. There's so many people that will try to do great things in the limitations of their own flesh and the limitations of their own humanity. But we can't do that. There's no power in ourselves to redeem people and to help people. We too need to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. and need to pray, Lord, as the good shepherd, anoint me with oil. And the oil of the Spirit refers to the replenishing work of the Spirit. In Ephesians 5 and 18, the Bible says, be filled of the Spirit. In other words, the anointing needs to be replenished. And so we look to the shepherd to continue to anoint us. In the Old Testament tabernacle, later the temple of God in the holy place, they had the, the menorah 
the seven golden lampstand with those candles burning before the Lord. And each one had to have its all replenished in the lampstand. And the same with us, that we receive this ongoing anointing of the Holy Spirit. And the oil also represents the supernatural joy of the Spirit. The psalmist writes about this in Psalm 45. This is an interesting psalm. It's actually the celebration of a wedding, and it can be used in application of a wedding, and the exaltation of the king of Israel. But there God says, I'll anoint you with oil, the oil of joy, the oil of gladness in the presence of your family. And so the joy of the Holy Spirit is also represented in this oil, this healing. In Psalm 61 and 3, God says that he'll give us beauty for ashes, the oil of gladness for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of despair, the spirit of heaviness. And so when the psalmist says, you anoint my head with oil, he's referring to the healing, anointing, work of the Holy Spirit. And then he says, my cup runs over. As a result of what God pours in, we flow over with joy. And this is a cup of contentment. The shepherd gives the sheep water every day to drink when they arrive home, satisfying their deepest thirst. It's also a cup of joy that we have as believers. The overflowing cup means that God gives his people more than enough to satisfy every spiritual desire. Our God is God of more than enough. Ephesians 3 and 20 says that when we ask God and trust him, that he does for us more than we ask or even think possible. So David says, my cup runs over, Lord, you fill me with such joy that I live an overflowing life. Isn't that the whole point of being filled with the Spirit? Isn't that why we're being filled with the Word of God in this study that we might have a word to share with someone else? Everything God gives us, he wants to fill us up to the place that ministry and grace flows out of us to others. The Bible also speaks of the cup of wine. My cup runs over. Wine in the Bible represents the cup of the covenant relationship we have with God as soon in the Eucharist or Holy Communion. We call it the Lord's Supper. And wine speaks of joy and laughter. We know in Matthew 26 and 28, when Jesus took the bread and broke it and he shared the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant and my blood shed for many for the forgiveness of your sins. That even the Passover was not some morbid or sullen or depressed event. The Passover was a celebration of the atonement that had come. In fact, when the disciples finished the Passover meal and what Jesus instituted as the Last Supper, the Bible says in Matthew 26 and 30, when they sang a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives as he went out to the Mount of Olives where he would pray in Gethsemane and give himself for us, he was singing a hymn of praise. It was the Jewish Passover. We call it Jewish Hallel found in the Psalms. And in the midst of that Hallel, the Passover celebration, there is joy. One of the lyrics of the song that they sang is found in Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. And to think of that as Jesus left Jerusalem where he celebrated the Passover meal and committed to them the new covenant, the Lord's Supper, facing the cross. And yet as he walked out of Jerusalem across the Kidron Valley up to the Mount of Olives where he would pray, he was singing. This is the day the Lord has made. This is the day of redemption, the day of salvation. That even in the worst trial of life, Jesus found joy. And that is the supernatural joy of the Holy Spirit. 
and that can be ours and that can be yours. So the psalmist in reflecting on his relationship with God helps us understand how the Lord ministers to us. And maybe today you've been hurt, you've been wounded, maybe you're angry, maybe you're mad, maybe you're battling an illness in your life. Say, Lord, today anoint me with oil in your name. Bring healing and grace. If you're facing challenges in your ministry, pray for a fresh anointing of power upon your life today. And today, if you find yourself running on empty, look to the Lord to replenish your joy. Begin to praise Him and worship Him until you come to such a level of joy that you truly will say, my cup runs over. God doesn't want you to live a partial life. He wants you to live a full life so full that you're overflowing with joy. Join me for prayer today. Lord, we thank you that through every circumstance, every situation in life, you are always our good shepherd. You lead us, you guide us in paths of righteousness. You provide for us, you watch over us, you protect us from our enemies. And today, Lord, I pray for a fresh anointing upon your people. I pray for healing for those that have had an illness in their lives, spiritually, emotionally, I take authority over physical illness and pray that you'll touch their bodies and heal them today with the oil of the Holy Spirit. And for those that are discouraged today, for those that have lost their joy, come Holy Spirit as they open their hearts to you today in this moment of prayer and fill them with the Holy Spirit anew and afresh until the joy of the Lord becomes their strength. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for joining me today. What a rich study as we learn about how God cares for us, His people. I want to encourage you to subscribe to the Mount Perrin ministry on YouTube. You can go to the Mount Perrin channel or the Pastor David Cooper channel, hit subscribe, and then share the teachings, share the Sunday messages, share the worship with others as well. Get the Mount Perrin app today. If you don't have it, let's stay connected as a part of the Mount Perrin family. Sunday's around the corner. Looking forward to seeing you and your family with us this Friday night. It's going to be the Good Friday service. And then, of course, Easter Sunday morning, 9 and 11. We've got an amazing day planned for the entire family here on campus. Looking forward to seeing you for Easter Sunday morning. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for joining me today as we've shared together the Word of God. Let me ask you to download the Mount Perrin Church app today so that we can stay connected and you can see all the great services and resources available for you and your family. Follow me on social media and also the Mount Perrin Church family. I look forward to seeing you in church to worship on campus and online. God bless you. Have an incredible day.